This is Exposing Washington with Walker Wildman, bringing clarity to Washington, D.C. news. We see corruption at every level in Washington. Exposing the deception plaguing our nation's capital. Not only what he told every Republican senator, but what he told the press over and over and over again was a simple lie. And helping Christians stay informed about government. This puts a bigger burden on voters to go figure out what's actually going on. This is Exposing Washington with Walker Wildman on American Family Radio. If you hate America, then you should probably just go ahead and leave. That's what we'll be talking about on the show today. Welcome to Exposing Washington on the American Family Radio Network. Glad to have you with us today. That's what President Trump said this past week. He said, if you hate America, then you can just leave. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to analyze that and whether that's a good mentality to have afr.net is our website exposing washington is this show and i'm walker wildman your host glad to be with you at our website afr.net you can find out all things you can find all things american family radio click on uh, the podcast link on our website afr.net click on the podcast link and you'll see my show there listed exposing washington you can listen to this show and past shows there on the podcast page you can also download the podcast on your smartphone just go to your podcast store it's free type in exposing washington download my show each week once a week and you can listen to it at your leisure lastly we're on youtube exposing washington on youtube be glad to have you join us there and you can watch the show there it'll be posted not not too long after the show uh, records and then you can watch it there. Sometimes you can catch it even before the show airs uh, each Saturday. AFR.net, once again, is that website. Well, President Trump, he just set off a firestorm of criticism this week because of something he put out on Twitter. And I know this seems to happen pretty often. And a lot of the time, uh, many times, it's overrated, if you will. And the outrage is manufactured by the mainstream media. And President Trump is usually spot on. And here, I think he has some good sentiments going on with this tweet he put out this past week. So we're going to talk about that. Here's what President Trump put out that just sent the media and the Republican establishment sent them crazy and all of uh, and president trump has been shot down if you will by the democrats and some republicans here's what president trump put out on twitter this this past week he said so interesting to see this quote-unquote progressive democrat congresswoman who originally came from countries whose governments are a complete and total catastrophe the worst most corrupt and inept anywhere in the world if they even had a functioning government at all, now loudly and viciously telling the people of the U.S., the greatest and most powerful nation on earth, how our government is to be run. Why don't they go back and help fix the totally broken and crime-infested places from which they came? Then come back and show us how it is done. These places need your help badly. You can't leave fast enough. I'm sure that Nancy Pelosi would be very happy to quickly work out free travel arrangements. End 
quote from President Trump. A couple things there. Look, I think I, I genuinely think that President Trump oftentimes puts out things on Twitter without or even says things publicly without really doing much homework. And I think this was probably the case here because, as many people correctly pointed out, only one of the four women that President Trump is citing here, only four of, I mean, I'm sorry, only one of the four women are from another country when it comes to where they were born. The other three were born on U.S. soil, thus they're American citizens and have been since they've been born. But Ilhan Omar, Ilhan Omar, the Congress, the Muslim Congresswoman out of Minnesota, she was born in another country, and she immigrated to the U.S., became a U.S. citizen, and ran for Congress. So that's one thing that President Trump got wrong here is the fact that 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 three of the four of these women are uh, naturalized U.S. citizens via birth. Well, so that's that. We got that corrected, but. Everything else makes perfect sense. And some have accused President Trump of being racist because he said this. Or even that this has racist overtones. But when you read it, there's nothing racist about it. This sentiment that President Trump is sharing applies to everyone, not just people who have a darker skin tone. And the sentiment that President Trump is hitting at here is that these folks, these Democrats, continually bash America as if America is the worst place on earth to live. Day after day, they have bad things to say about our country. They compare America to Nazi Germany. They call anyone who disagrees with them racist. And... They, they call President Trump an illegitimate president, although despite the fact that he was duly elected by the American people, by the majority of the Electoral College, and the vast majority of the states voted for President Trump. And so that's what President Trump is getting at here. And, and quickly, I want to draw you an analogy, a situation, a hypothetical, to see how you would respond in this situation. Here's the situation. Imagine that you have your neighbor over for dinner. The person who lives next door to you in your neighborhood Let's just imagine that you have them, he or she, or both, the family, over for dinner. And the entire time they're at your house, your neighbor, they talk about how bad the neighborhood is. This neighborhood is terrible. There's a bunch of racist bigots living in this neighborhood. I can't stand this neighborhood. 
They need to change the ordinances in this neighborhood. People don't mow their yard in this neighborhood. On and on and on. Just imagine your neighbor coming to your house and talking for an hour about how bad this neighborhood is. Some of you would say this if you're the one hosting the neighbor. You would say this in response. Why don't you move to a different neighborhood? Why don't you move somewhere else where you don't have all these complaints about America? And so that's all that President Trump's doing here is saying, look, if you don't like America, then go somewhere else that you like that you can talk positively about. And folks, we're not talking about deportation here of American citizens or forcing American citizens to move to a foreign country. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about this idea that the Democrats basically hate everything about America, but they want to benefit off of America and off of American greatness. And so you would think if they hated America so much, which they do, then they would voluntarily move to another country. And remember after the 2016 election, all the several of the Hollywood elites the liberals, they said, if, pre if Donald Trump wins, this was actually before the election. If Donald Trump wins the election in November, I'm moving to Canada. If Donald Trump wins the election, I'm moving to Europe. Where are they? They're still in America. Why? Because America's pretty good. Pretty good place to live. The greatest place on earth. One thing that the, that President Trump's, and this is kind of what I'm talking about, folks, when I said this is not about forcing American citizens out of this country who we disagree with because that's what the left-wing mobs want to do is force us out of this country the greatest country on earth but President Trump supporters some of them at a rally in North Carolina actually I might want to actually get to the clips that I had Brent pull today instead of keep talking like I like to do I'm going to play first we're going to play clip one this is President Trump at the rally in North Carolina this past week clip one let's listen when you see the four congresswomen, oh, isn't that lovely? <laughs> Representative Omar blamed the United States for the terrorist attacks on our country, saying that terrorism is a reaction to our involvement in other people's affairs. And Talib also used the word to describe the presidency Cortez said that illegal immigrants are more American than any person who seeks to keep them out. She described contemporary America, that's you, that's me, that's all of us, as garbage. So Representative Ayanna Presley, is she related in any way to Elvis? <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? She thinks that people with the same skin color all need to think the same. She said, we don't need any more brown faces that don't want to be brown voices. We don't need black faces that don't want to be a black voice. And just this week, can you imagine if I said that? It would be over, right? It would be over. I have a suggestion for the hate-filled extremists who are constantly trying to tear our country down. They never have anything good to say. That's why I say, hey, if they don't like it, let them leave. Let them leave. Let them leave. Well, there you have it. That's President Trump uh, at, at his uh, rally this past week in North Carolina. 
And one part of the rally that we didn't play and, and I didn't didn't pull the clip for is some of President Trump's supporters at this rally, quote, uh, they chanted after President Trump saying that what we just played, they began chanting, quote, send her back, talking about Ilhan Omar, quote, send her back. They said that over and over again. And look, here, here's where we got to be careful. All right. I, and, 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 and don't accuse me of being a never Trumper because I come on this radio show just about every week, if not every other week. And I, and I talk about how, how the good that President Trump is doing and why we need to defend him. All right. But these people, these Trump supporters at this rally in North Carolina, whoever's idea it was to, to chant, send her back, talking about the U.S. Congresswoman, that's 100% inappropriate. 100% inappropriate. Why? Number one, because she's an American citizen. She's a legal immigrant, a lawful American citizen, and you can't just send her back to where she came from. Secondly, this is the kind of mentality that the left-wing mobsters like to use. The zero-tolerance policy on people who disagree with them. And President Trump's supporters don't need to begin, begin embracing the mob-like behavior of the left. That's my uh, uh, word of caution there. And President Trump, thankfully, the next day said that, that those statements were inappropriate from his supporters. So we got to be careful there. And I don't like President Trump's supporters, you know, yelling at CNN reporters and MSNBC reporters at the rallies. Look, we got we got we to be above that. And don't get me wrong. Look, I bash the mainstream media all the time. And I, crit I, talk, I talk about how they lie, they deceive, and all that's true. And we got to keep saying that stuff. But we cannot start taking on the behavior and the attitude of the left-wing Antifa mobs because then we're going to have anarchy. If, if conservatives and liberals just all start taking on this anarchist, mob-like behavior, then we're, we're not going to have a country. We're going to have a literal civil war. So somebody has to bring some civility here, and we got to stay focused on the fact that we're not beating people here. We're not trying to make uh, to, to, to win over people. We're trying to defeat an ideology. And the ideology is this Marxist, communist, socialist, all of the above. That's the ideology that we're facing here. And so it's not about people. It's about this ideology and we have to stay focused on that. Speaking of anarchy, a couple weeks ago, actually this a week ago, a some protesters and and I don't even call them protesters. This was a mob. They were they were protesting at an ICE facility, an Immigration and Customs Enforcement facility in Colorado. And some of these, a couple of these protesters or mob, mobsters began removing the U.S. flag from a flagpole outside of this federal building and they replaced the American flag with the Mexican flag. And I'm not sure that this has ever been done. I'm sure I'm wrong. I'm sure it's been done before. I just don't know it. But at least I don't remember any time in the in in the in in the near 
passed where a foreign flag, the flag of a foreign government was raised on federal property in placement of the American flag. And if you have examples of this happening, send them to me. Send them to me, exposingwashington at AFR.net. That's the email address, exposingwashington at AFR.net. But this is remarkable and not in a good way. Absolutely unacceptable. The mob, the Antifa mob in Colorado, removing an American flag, raising the Mexican flag, and they defaced the American flag, turned it upside down, and ran it back up the flagpole. Absolutely unacceptable. And law enforcement has to get a hold of this stuff. You can you cannot allow these mobs to do illegal things and get away with it. And you cannot be a reactive police force when it comes to Antifa. You have to be proactive. You have to absolutely squash illegal activity from the get-go. You cannot sit back and watch it go on. And when you sit back and watch it go on, here's what happens. This is separate. This is a separate ICE facility, Immigrations and Customs Enforcement. So we had the Colorado case I just mentioned there. But then you go up to the state of Washington this past week. And a man, a self-identified Antifa supporter, William Van Spronson, is his name, he took a rifle and a couple bombs, hand bombs, and went and attacked a federal building, an ICE facility in Tacoma, Washington. Thankfully, police shot and neutralized the threat. But he had, he, he had written a manifesto. We don't know what's in the manifesto yet, but one of the things that's clear is that he was part of these of this mob, this Antifa mob that is aimed at uh, at disrupting American law and order. Someone put out a, a tweet supporting this terroristic behavior. This is from a, a lady by the name of Beth Foster on Twitter. Here's what she had to say about this terrorist attack. Beth Foster on Twitter put out this. As far as we know, William Van Spronson is the first American killed attempting to liberate an American Gestapo camp. There was a time when thousands of Americans armed with the guns attacked and liberated concentration camps. And they were heralded as such. So there you have it, somebody on Twitter, a lady on Twitter by the name of Beth Foster, praising praising this domestic terrorist attack in Washington, and there were several others on Twitter who praised it. This is what we're up against, folks. This is what we're up against. I want to move on and uh, play... I don't want to play a clip, but I want to move on to the U.S. government's spending, the federal government spending, and... I talked about this I talked about this last week a little bit and it's about the federal government and how much money they spend. 
we're heading up towards a spending deadline where the federal government has to pass a budget in October, or really at the end of September, to fund the government for FY fiscal year 2020. I'm going, before I talk about this story, I'm going to read from the Republican Party platform passed in July of 2016 before President Trump was elected. Here is reading directly from the Republican Party platform. Dated July 2016. The huge increase in the national debt demanded by and incurred during the current administration, talking about President Obama, has placed a significant burden on future generations. We must impose firm caps on future debt, accelerate the repayment of trillions we now owe in order to reaffirm our principles of responsible and limited government and remove the burdens we are placing on future generations. Now reading directly from this news story out of the conservativereview.com from my good friend Daniel Horowitz. Three years later, in $2.6 trillion deeper into the red, will the last conservative in Washington turn out the lights? Senate Republicans are now, quote-unquote, praying that President Trump accepts this deal that they cut with the House Democrats to destroy the Trump presidency and any leverage he will ever have, not just on spending, but on important policy issues such as immigration and abortion funding. Now is the time that conservatives not just pray, but demand that President Trump reject this deal and simply call for a continuing resolution to keep fighting and spend for spending cuts and proper policy riders in the fiscal year 2020 budget. Here's, here's my view of this. We, Washington, D.C., and the lawmakers up there, many of them inept, they're either inept or they're intentionally running our country into the ground. One of the two, you pick. But they have known for months now, several months, at least six months, probably dates back even farther than that, they know that... This budget was due. Everybody knew it. This was not a secret. All of Washington, D.C. knew that this budget was due in September or October. And what have they done? Nothing. Nothing. I talked about it last week. They've passed zero of 12 appropriation bills in order to fund that are needed in order to fund the federal government. And Washington, D.C. is not unaware of this budget deadline. They've known about it. But here is why I believe that they are waiting until the last minute to pass something. Because doing such at the last minute gives all of the corrupt, crony 
politicians in Washington, D.C., it gives them heavy, strong leverage in order to pass the budget. Why? Because the mainstream media will be repeating the talking points of the swamp, and that is this. Budget deadline due. Will, will Congress fund the government? Question mark. Will Trump shut down the government? Question mark. Is Congress going to leave the homeless without food stamps? Question mark. Those are the headlines that get out there, the fear-mongering headlines. And so Washington, D.C., the train, the corrupt swamp train just keeps on chugging along. They saw this railroad crossing from a mile away, and they've done nothing to try to fix the problem. That's a pretty bleak, dark view of Washington, I know. And maybe some of you don't like it. But folks, this is reality. This is reality. And the only way we're going to change it is if you and I and every, all the other voters across the country, not just conservatives, I mean everybody, demand that Democrats and Republicans, this is a Republican Party. Matter of fact, I blame the Republicans more than I do the Democrats. Why? Because Republicans claim to be fiscal conservatives, and they're not. Democrats will tell you they want to spend everybody's money and spend it as much as they want. That's their campaign. That's their party platform. So they're not deceiving anybody. But here's what needs to be done to fix it. Everyone, every voter, has to demand that Washington pass budgets on time and in a proper manner. These budgets should go through the proper channels of Congress, how the Constitution lays out, so that there's accountability. And if Washington, D.C. will put these budgets through the pop proper channel, then I think they would be a little bit better and a little more responsible but that's not happening. And if Congress would just put these budgets through the proper channels and allow all members to have input on them, and then we still get bad spending bills out of it, then I would just say we just need to replace the lawmakers in Washington and put new ones up there, new, new congressmen and women up there that know how to pass a budget with sanity. But in order to get there, we need to pass these budgets in what's called regular order. We're 20, over $21 trillion in debt. And no one, including President Trump, might I add, President Trump isn't doing anything about this. Maybe because he doesn't want to fight the 535 lawmakers on Capitol Hill. Maybe it's a fight he sees as something he can't win. I don't know. But we cannot, mark my word, we cannot keep printing money and spending money at this rate and expect to have a good and stable government in years to come. Exposing Washington American Family Radio, AFR.net's a website. We'll see you next week.
The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.